0: Welcome back to Hero Talk of Talix and Trev. I'm Talix.
1: And I'm Trev.
0: And today, we're going back to be the first Avenger.
1: Captain America.
0: Alright, so we're going to add a new segment to the podcast starting this week for the next little while. And this particular segment is called Made You Smile. Because I wanted to just kind of like add a couple of things that... So, we everybody can kind of look at some different things that really made them smile, just in regular life. It's not even really pertaining to the movies that we're watching, but just something that we thought was cool that made us smile and everything like that. So, Trev, do you have anything?
1: Yes. It made me smile to be able to talk to you guys.
0: Okay. That's really good. That makes me smile, too. But the thing that made me smile today was um went out to get some groceries earlier today, and I was wearing um, my Captain America t-shirt, right? And so I get out of the car, getting ready to go into the store, and I hear a little kid says, hey, it's Captain America. And I, and I see him, and he looks, and he says, hey, Captain America. And so, you know, I wave, and I smile back at him. And I thought it was pretty cool, because, you know, the kid, he obviously was a real fan of Captain America, and obviously, I'm not Captain America, but it was cool for him to see somebody else with a shirt that he likes, so... That really made me smile, so that was pretty cool.
1: Hi, we are Captain Ryan Stories, a kids' story podcast meant for bedtime, long car rides, or just to capture kids' attention. Come set sail with Captain Ryan, Brady, and Nora as they adventure to new places and learn life lessons along the way. We We promise promise you'll you'll love it. it! You can find us in all major podcast listening services, and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Okay, so now it's time for jokes. So you said you didn't have one this week, Trev? Nope. Okay, okay. I got one. I don't know how I don't know how well it's gonna land, but let's see how this goes. How does Captain America know when people are actually listening to him?
1: How?
0: Because they say Steve Roger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now it's time for our favorite lines. What's yours?
0: My favorite line was, hey, you know what you're doing. Yeah. I punched out Hitler over 200 times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mine is, I can do this all day.
0: That's a famous line of his, but yes, great one. All right, so now it's time for the MVP of the movie. So, Trev, who was your MVP for this one?
1: Um, I don't think I'm going to pronounce the name right, but Dr. Or Mr. Erkstein?
0: Yeah, that's close enough. Why do you say that?
1: Because he helped Steve, and he pretty much made him Captain America.
0: I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that.
1: with Captain America, he ends up doing a lot of things that save a lot of people.
0: That's true. I would say that my MVP for the movie was Peggy Carter. Mm -hmm. Because she did a great job of supporting and she was capable in her own right. She was a great soldier by herself. She was smart. She was resourceful. She was strong by herself. And she was able to kind of give the confidence boots for Steve to kind of go out and to be his true self, you know. And she kind of pulled a couple of strings to kind of help him along the way. So definitely, I think that Peggy Carter, because of course, you know, Captain America is Captain America. But she and the doctor saw within him some great things that could be done. So I think those two were great MVP choices. So now it's time for our favorite costume. So who do you have? What is your favorite costume in this one?
1: Captain America's suit after he gives the um, designs to Mr. Stark.
0: Okay, so just kind of like the um, like the like the basic with the with the helmet on, with the um, it's kind of
1: it's like dirty instead of like the just like really right yeah like not the just bright saggy. one.
0: Right. So it's kinda of like a more form fitting, kind of like a more rugged look kind of outfit. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. I like that one. I like that one a lot. Now my first choice for best outfit is the one that the red skull wears when he's still um when he's still trying like right when he do, when he activates that laser and shoots all the other guys in the room. Like the black suit with the red piping around it. That was a pretty sleek and smooth suit. This is the first time I actually noticed it on this watch through. The other times he's wearing suits or whatever, they look okay. But that particular suit was a pretty, pretty good job. So the costume designers did a great job on those. Um, also, just for um, like an honorable mention on that. Actually, no, I'm going to save that for upgrades. All right, let's move on.
1: Now it's time for our favorite settings. Talix, do you
0: have any? Yes, my favorite setting was the Hydra base because they did a good job of making it look um, like retro to where it was kind of like, you know, 70 years in the past, but also like futuristic retro. So it's kind of like how when you look back in the movies to where they're just like, so, oh, this is what the future's going to look like, kind of like the Jetsons and stuff like that. You kind of got that feel to where it was like a futuristic, but it was still retro. How about you?
1: Um, well, you sucked my first pick, so my favorite setting will probably be the ice. It looked very, very cool. Um, and I'm talking about the ones in the beginning of the movie. It's uh, cold.
0: When he was first going, like when they were first digging them out of the ice. Yes. It okay. Looked very cold. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would not like to go there. I'm not a cold weather person. All right, so now it's time for our favorite scene. Trev, what do you have for us?
1: My favorite scene is when he, Red Skull. He he just rips his whole face off, and he just throws it into the explosions. And behind him, the doctors just like, "Wow."
0: okay so my favorite scene is literally like right before that okay so i think that that scene was awesome because it's just like he's kind of like throwing away his humanity where he's just like okay i'm not a regular person i'm the red skull and so i'm not gonna hide who i am anymore so i thought that, that was a great scene so that's an excellent choice but my favorite scene was the scene right before when him and captain america had like come upon each other and they were kind of like the Red Skull was, you know, kind of complimenting Captain America, you know, and they were just kind of like kind of going back and forth. But this also was the first time Captain America got the had had got into it with somebody that could actually fight with him. And so when the Red Skull punched the shield, he was just like, oh wow, this, this he can actually fight, you know. And then the 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 Doctor he pulls the lever and it separates them, and they're just standing there looking at each other, and it's just like a mirror image of who, what. Your choices make you, and so I thought that was a good scene.
1: Um, another thing that I want to add on for my favorite scene is another scene when they all come in, and Bucky's just on the side and he's making this weird face, They're like taking his lips out, just like, mm.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Now it's time for something that we thought that didn't make sense. Talith, do you have something?
0: Okay, so I understand. We're watching a movie. You know, I understand. But when Captain America's infiltrating the Hydra base, how come nobody saw the six-foot dude walking around with an American flag shield on his back? Like he's pretending like he's sneaking. He's somehow he's got better sneaking skills than Batman? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. It's like nobody saw him. Like it's car it's like people walking up and down the street right beside him and somehow nobody saw him. Come on, man. That that didn't make sense. But I mean, you know.
1: Something that I thought that didn't make sense was more so something that had to do with the filming of the movie. Um, how did they appear to make Um, Chris Evans, so small, and then when he comes out of the machine,
0: he's just like huge. Oh, okay. Actually, I know what I know, I know the answer to this one. So, what happened in this case was it was CGI. So, most of the time, whenever you're doing CGI, you're usually trying to make somebody look different, so say, or to make them look bigger in a movie. So, if we're talking about something with CGI, we could say, um, like Lord of the Rings, how they made Gollum, which Andy Serkis, who was the person that played Claw in Black Panther, is the person that played, you know, um, Gollum or played Caesar in Planet of the Apes. And what you do is, is you just kind of like do the motion capture where you're wearing a suit and then you CGI and you change the way that the person looks. So instead of making the person bigger, in this case, they just made Steve Rogers, well, Chris Evans, smaller. And that's how they did it. Because he was already big. And so it was just kind of the opposite. So normally how somebody would be small and they make them look big. But no, he was just big and they made him look small. Oh. Yeah. But that was pretty cool, though. And that's I think that's actually kind of like a fun fact. All right. So now it's time for Now That's Funny. And Trev says he didn't have anything that was funny. But I thought it was really funny for it to have the similar or the similarities between Howard and Tony Stark, how both of them continuously always made stuff and somehow all the stuff blew up. But I thought that was actually pretty cool because it also shows you that even the people that are super smart or whoever they feel like are super geniuses also mess up. And sometimes you just gotta keep going even through the mess ups. Now it's time for things that we
1: thought were smart. Alex, do you have anything?
0: Yes, I actually do. One of the things I thought that was really smart was the incorporation of one of Captain America's older outfit looks, while not actually using it. When um Howard Stark was going over, you know, the different things what they were going to show where they actually found the shield and stuff like that. At first, one of the first things that they sh- one of the first things they showed was this um the carbon polymer that he said would hold up against the bayonet, but you know, Hydra's not using bayonets. And it's like the little chainmail-looking kind of fabric, which was the one of the more classic Captain America looks. So I thought that was pretty smart.
1: Something smart that I noticed was that um, doc, the doctor, um, Doctor Erkstein. Mm-hmm um, chose Captain America to, um, do the experiment, I mean, um, I thought that was smart.
0: That's did I. Alright, Trev. so now it's time for I Need That. So, what's something that you feel that you would need out that was in this movie?
1: I think I would need one of those jets.
0: That jet was pretty cool. That jet was pretty cool. I think Kind of in the same vein, the car, Red Skull's car, that thing. It probably had ridiculously bad steering. The steering probably wasn't great, so you probably couldn't turn that good. But that thing could move. It could move fast. So I think that was pretty pretty awesome thing to have. Okay, so now it's time for debate. This, the debate for the day, is, did Captain America pick the right shield?
1: Um, well, I say yes.
0: Okay. I say he could have made some some other choices that could have been better. Okay. Hear me out. The reason I say he could have picked other ones is because you saw there were other shields on the thing. And those other shields could have been outfitted for different offensive purposes. And so, even though he was still blocking everything, he still could have used it to shoot out various bullets for those things, right? He could have used them as he could have outfitted it with the HydroTech to be able to shoot the blasters out of the shield while hiding behind it at the very same time.
1: Well, I didn't notice those, but the way they described the Vibranium shield um, made me feel that that was the best shield of all of them.
0: Okay, so Vibranium is a good thing to use. It is a good thing to use cuz it is one of the strongest metals in the MCU and it's one of the rarest metals in the MCU. And so it dissipates all the the um the contact the the vibrations of everything. So okay, so that's a good choice. But do you think that that is better than having offensive capabilities?
1: No, but not a lot of us would know that they did that
0: did what do
1: you they did the um offensive purposes
0: okay well and then another thing was too because i think that he could have covered probably more of himself behind the shield if he got one of those taller like the tower shields to where you kind of like stand behind it a little bit better as opposed to having his leg kind of like exposed because i mean to be honest with you if it was any person that was a good sharpshooter they could shoot him in his legs
1: yes i understand that but wouldn't that mean it would be a lot heavier
0: yeah and
1: it would be harder for him to move around so like he was sneaking like you said before if he were to get caught he would be able to move it around faster or get behind it faster or even run faster than having to carry that big shield so like he did with um bucky when he had to jump across the thing. He probably couldn't have done that with the big shield.
0: Okay. Okay. That's that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. But I just think that being able to add the weapons into it made it stronger. That that that's just my point on that and everything like that. Now, I do understand that it's weaknesses within my thing because of course with you adding stuff to it, you make it um more susceptible to breakage. And, you know, I don't want it to be a situation where the offensive capability can become a crutch because, you know, if somebody hits the weapon while I'm trying to shoot it, it could probably cause a problem, too.
1: And, like you said before, it's almost like Hydratex. So, they would know, probably, its weaknesses, too, and how to, like, do something to the shield.
0: Mm. Okay, 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 that's... Not, that's... I didn't think about that one. That's what I didn't think about. Um, So, how about this? Even with them knowing the weaknesses of it, even with them being able to shut it down, being able to not be locked down to just one shield gives you more versatility, don't you think? To where you don't have to just have the one shield that just works for you all the time. You can have multiple shields. You can have a shield for each mission that you need.
1: That wasn't an option <laughs> But, sure, I guess. That fits neither your point or mine.
0: I think having multiple shields instead of the one Vibranium shield because it's so rare. Because that one shield is the one that you're going to get outside of, you know, Wakanda. But they didn't know Wakanda existed at that time frame.
1: Yes. But there's something I don't understand. Having multiple shields would mean having multiple people standing as Captain America or similar heroes. Meaning that they, that he'd have to have a whole bunch of more people. And then have to work out schedules on how they had to um, switch, seat, switch shields in the middle of a fight. Or okay. a lot of different things. And so... If you add that, that'd make it a bigger problem than what it was. And if you didn't have everyone else, then you probably couldn't move at all.
0: Okay, okay, okay. That's not a bad point. So, how about this? How about we let the audience decide? Hit us up in our email at herotalktt at gmail.com or on Twitter at herotalk1 and let us know who you felt wanted to debate. Okay, so far as threads within this movie, I think the thread that I saw was being able to see who a person truly was. And I think that a lot of times people, when we're growing up, we always say, if I just had this, then everything would be great. Or if I just had that, then everything would be great. But the thing is, even if you gain those things, the person that you are is what comes through. So say you're a person... And you're nice to everybody. Like, I try to be nice to everybody that I possibly can be. I try to help out as many people as I can be. So, if I became a rich person, that's what I would still do. Like, I would still go out, try to help people, try to donate stuff to people, try to give things to people that don't have as much as I possibly can. But that also kind of comes in the same way if we're talking about the difference between Cap and difference between Red Skull. Because Cap was a person who wanted to help other people and wanted to do his best. And so that's what came out when the serum did, because it just amplified what's there. It doesn't change anything. It just amplifies it. But Red Skull, on the other hand, was somebody who always thought themselves to be better than everybody else or above everybody else. And so they were cruel and mean and rude and didn't care about anybody. And so a lot of times we got to look to the inside for the change that we want to see. Instead of just looking for something else to change us, we have to be the change to be better. And that's the thrill I have. Alright, now it's time for super upgrades. Trev, what do you got that could have been upgraded in this movie?
1: Well, I think that the flying car could work. They just needed to actually work on it a lot more than they did. Because they showed it off, it hovered for a little bit, and then
0: get kind of crashed
1: yeah
0: yeah i think that would have been cool too if we could have kind of like had maybe tony stark have one of those i mean if we're if we're being technical um Coulson has one in agents of shield but we're not kind of getting into that part yet oh super great for myself i would have liked to have him have that um that original shield he had but maybe have it reinforced at first Instead of him going straight to his classic shield that he normally has, having that old one for a little bit longer. Because that was the one that was also, you know, like a tie-in to the comic book cover. So, I thought that was pretty cool. Alright, so time for fun facts. Now, with this particular fun facts, we're going to go villain talk. Oh yeah. Now, look at Red Skull. Hugo Weaving also played a villain in The Matrix. He played Agent Smith, and he also played as, a, um, as an elf in the Lord of the Rings. So he got some awesome contracts. Um, if we look at one of the Howling Commandos, the one that had the, um, the mustache that kind of went around his face and kind of up and down, and he had the bowler hat on all the time, played Damian Dark in the Flash universe of The Legends of Tomorrow, as he did also with an arrow. And another person, Tommy Lee Jones, who played the general, was Two-Face in Batman Forever. So, wait, not Batman. Batman and Robin. Sorry, got that one wrong. But yeah, those three guys played different characters in different movies, so I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, 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 one more thing. Chris Evans also played a different character before he was Captain America in the Marvel universe, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though. Do you know who that was?
1: Spider Man?
0: No. <laughs> he played the Human Torch. <laughs> oh. I was
1: thinking that was someone else.
0: Yeah, that was Chris Evans in the first in in the in that in that particular iteration of the Fantastic Four. Okay, so let's go. Out of five stars and stripes, zero being the worst, five being the best, how many stars and stripes do you give Captain America the first Avenger?
1: I kind of want to give it a three, maybe not a full three, just because, I mean, everything was split into, like, parts, and it was all so sudden, and it didn't really flow as much as it should have.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay, I can see that. I gave it a four. I thought it was a solid movie, and I give it a four for very specific reason. Coming into this movie, this was one of the movies I actually saw kind of late so far as like with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I saw Iron Man in the movies when it came out, and I saw the other ones, but when Captain America came out, I was just like, okay, it's Captain America. I didn't think it was going to be that good, but it turned out to be a pretty solid movie, so it's surprisingly a good movie. And coming in, I really didn't see Captain America as that great of a character coming into the MCU. But once, after seeing this movie, his line of movies have actually been the most solid line of movies throughout the MCU. So I thought those were pretty good. So that's why I'm giving it a four. But that might be tipping my head about what I think about Winter Soldier. But we're not going to get there yet because we still got to watch that movie. Well, we got to watch it again. Anyway, four stars. All right, so far as news, we're going to be looking into kind of probably doing a couple more episodes. Um, We're definitely going to probably hit the other Captain America. We're definitely going to probably look into some other movies that we got coming up. So we're going to kind of talk back and forth and see what we want to do. Um, We are currently as everybody is being affected by, you know, the COVID-19 virus and everything like that. And so we always wanted to kind of put out something to kind of make everybody smile and have a good time and everything like that. So we're being safe here. We all stay in quarantine, us, the family. And luckily, my podcast partner lives with me. And so we don't have to do anything online so that doesn't change the quality of the content that we put out. So we want you guys to stay safe. We want you guys to, you know, make sure you wash your hands. Um, make sure you stay home as much as possible, go out only when necessary. Uh, if you have to work, you got to work and you have to do your thing, so do your thing and much, much great. We really want to thank all the necessary workers, all the essential and non-essential people that are out there that are still working. You guys are doing an excellent job. We really want to thank you because you guys truly, like we're talking about heroes, you guys really are real life, saving people's lives, heroes. And so we really want to thank you for all that things that we got going on. Um, In other news, I think we're going to be trying to work out creating a couple of new things with our new logo, so we're going to probably be trying to put together some new merchandise and looking towards that, so keep an eye out for those things as well. Um, I believe that's mostly it. As I've stated earlier, hit us up at Twitter at Hero Talk one Hit us up in our email at HerotalkTT at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at HerotalkTT. Hit us up and check us out. We are all over the place. All of our links are in our description. We are part of the Potagon Go Network and we are very happy to be with those guys because these people are doing amazing work and we're always going to put in a bumper from somebody else. So be on the lookout for those other shows because those guys are great. So this has been Hero Talk with Talix and Trev. I'm Talix.
1: And I'm Trev.
0: Because when there's a hero
1: we talk.